0: And some, count it down. Good morning, Tabernacle of Praise. Good morning. morning. Happy Sabbath, Tabernacle of Praise. Happy Sabbath. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, "Let us go," and I mean go running into the house of the Lord. All right. I just thank God for bringing all those. have been watching any place, but we just thank God that you've chosen to worship with us here in the Tabernacle of Praise on this Sabbath morning.
1: your holy spirit to come into this service right oh, now yes, lord. lord mold us change us make us into your perfect will cancel yes, every assignment yes, of the enemy yes, lord, lord today as we lift you up lord draw us closer oh, to thee is yes, our prayer in jesus name amen amen yes, happy sabbath. sabbath tabernacle of praise happy sabbath. i said happy sabbath This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I know you, how many of you had a rough week? If you are on the battlefield for the Lord, you're guaranteed to have a rough week. But I'm so glad the Bible said, greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. That's why the Lord said, let everything that had breath praise the Lord. If you woke up this morning clothed in your right mind, you need to give God a hand praise this morning. We want to welcome you to the tabernacle of praise. We want to welcome you to the Word of Knowledge of Bible School today, amen. The word of Knowledge Bible College. Amen. We've graduated. We are college bound. But this is the college where there are no graduates because the learning never stops. Amen. We're going to keep learning all the way in heaven. God is going to be unfolding the plan of salvation to us. So it's just a blessing just to be in the house of the Lord one more time. We've been here all during the week. I mean, have been getting a blessing every night. The pastor has been just showing up and showing out. The Holy Spirit has been moving mightily, amen, in the house. And we're just so thankful. We just want to continue to lift up the pastor. Now you know when we're talking about revival, yeah. you know we're talking about a change, something that has uh, uh, kind of needs some resuscitation. Yeah. You know, you get up has got up and went, but you need to bring it on back through the Holy Spirit. Now the Bible says that there aren't going to be any starless crowns in heaven. Uh-huh. So you know what that means—that we can't just come here and stand on the promises while sitting on the premises amen we're gonna to have to tell somebody about the good news of Jesus amen so we want you to invite somebody start off with your family your first church is your family and then you got to go out to Judea and the other parts of the world but start close to your heart and go on out so starting Sunday we want you to bring somebody out here we want to see this place filled up amen you know, Sister, Sister Fields has been making those delicious meals. Amen. So you can come here at 6 o'clock from 6 to 6.45 and get full. You can go for seconds. All you can eat. Somebody went five last night. Have mercy. <laughs> Somebody says, this is all you can eat, all, all, all they can cook. Well, just come on out and get your physical food before the spiritual food amen when you leave here you we will be filled from top to bottom amen Amen, amen. and so yep is there anybody here for the first time we we just tried we just we're happy to see brother dewan amen Amen. want to continue to pray for Dewan who lost his mother amen it's a terrible thing to lose your mother how many witnesses do we have in here Amen. amen 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 but god said he will never leave us nor forsake us he even counts our tears in a jaw, amen. So we want to just continue to pray for Dwayne. Now at this time, um, we're going to have, you all ready for the quiz? Are you all ready for a quiz? Uh, some of you not looking like you're ready. You're not ready. <laughs> How many of you been taking the quiz every night, been doing pretty good? Amen. I, didn't, I said pretty good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is so good to us. And we're going to see, which one, Pastor? All right. Praise the Lord. Let me get my close-up. Amen. Here we are, the quiz. The first question for today. What is the title of last night's message? This is the quiz now. This is the quiz. The title. Of, we always have a hard time with those titles, don't we? <laughs> well, that's when you go to school, you have to bring some pen and paper. My dad always said a dull pencil would be the short mind anytime. time. All right. Question number two. <laughs> you want the answer right now, huh? <laughs> question number two. Yes or no? You trying to get your cheat sheet out? You got to be quicker than that. You got to be quicker. Could it be that tradition has entered into the Christian church? Could it be that tradition has entered into the Christian church? All right, here we go. True or false? He said to them, all too well you reject the people of God that you may keep your tradition. I'm gonna give you a little hint. That one is true or false. Okay. (laughs) Here we go, number four. The change of the Sabbath is more than choosing between two days, it's choosing between two. All right, here we go. The change of the Sabbath is more than choosing between two days. It's choosing between two blank. You all don't like those fill in the blanks. Okay, here we go. Number five. The change of the Sabbath is part of the controversy between blank and blank. Now I know you all know that one. How many of you need a bonus question? All right, here's the bonus question. What meal did we serve in the fellowship hall last night? <laughs> oh, you homegrown bellies. It was good, whatever it was. It was showing up was good, wasn't it? All right. The greatest cover-up in history. See, the answer was right in front of you. The answer was right in front of you. What <laughs> See, we don't, charge, we don't charge you to go to school, but you have to pay attention. Amen. All right, here we go. Number two. Could it be that tradition has entered into the Christian church? It has entered in, hasn't it? Okay, what's the answer to number three before I put it up? Huh? How many say false? Okay, we got two. How many say true? Okay, I see. I see two hands in the back. How many of you don't know? All the rest of you. <laughs> All right. Well, that the pastor really the the pastor really wrote this one good. The answer is false. He said to them, "All too well, you reject not the people, that got me too, but the commandments of God." That you may keep your tradition. So God's not worried about you offending the people. But it's the, the commandments of God. All right, here we go. The change of the Sabbath is more than choosing between two days, between choosing two what? You are, you, the person who you obey is your master. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. It's better to obey, to obey God. Rather than man. Okay, here we go on the last one. The change of the Sabbath is part of the controversy between what? Good, Good and evil. Between God and Satan. Okay, we, we'll give you a little bonus. Okay, what was the meal last night? Jesus. Amen. Amen. Cornbread. bread. Amen. So we... Th- I thank Pastor for putting all of these quizzes together and you want to pay attention so you will get 100% because it's no good in going to class if you don't learn anything, right? right. And the only way you can judge whether you know is by taking the quiz. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, we recognized the First Lady. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so we want to take this time to recognize... The pastor, the shepherd of this flock. Amen. Amen. The hard-working pastor. Now, some, I don't want to disparage any other pastor, but I can tell you, this pastor, this pastor works hard. You know, the Bible says that many were called and what? You were chosen. And some just went. Some <laughs> the pastor the Lord brought him, you heard his powerful testimony. He, it wasn't his intention to, be, to become a pastor. He was like Jonah, doing everything but a pastor. But God had other plans. And the strongest, I believe the strongest pastors are the ones where God has done the most and brought them for the furthest. So he can empathize with what you're going through. He can testify to the power of God in this life. And I thank the pastor for being so, that's what we call real, okay? The pastor is a very humble man. He's not up in the ivory towers looking down on the parishioners, but he's right there in the valley with you, amen? I appreciate that type of spirit. No big eyes and little U's. He said we all in this thing together. Whenever we have um, church cleanup days, the pastor's right there rolling up his sleeves. Okay, whenever there's anything at the church, the pastor's right there. We're going out in the field. The pastor's leading the way. He's at the, at the grocery store, at the gas station, passing out things and trying to connect with people. If you've been sick, you call on the pastor. He'll be there. And you know, can nobody pray like the pastor. Amen. I don't consider the pastor just a pastor or a friend. I consider the pastor family. Amen. And it's not just the pastor, but it's the ministry team. Amen. Amen. Lights. Amen. They they said, beside every good man, there's a good woman. Amen. Amen. And she just came in, praise the Lord. And I'm gonna call my first lady up. And we appreciate, we appreciate the pastor when they when they First announced that the Fields were coming to Tabernacle of Praise. I was praising the Lord. Amen. Every time I would see Pastor Fields when we go to camp meeting or any other place, they would always have a certain joy and happiness that would just kind of emanate it from them. And that's the type of thing that's very attractive. And I was just, I just love that spirit about them. It's not that they don't have hard times like everybody else. But they don't wear it on their shoulders. You can always see them smiling. It's rough, Pastor. Say it's rough, but I'm hanging in there. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep it moving. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pastor, say I don't look like what I've been through. Amen. That's a testament to the goodness and the glory of God. So we just appreciate, Pastor.
2: So uh, we got Pastor a card, and we got him a little bit something, something from the church. But the card reads, you have no idea how amazing you are. You go go out of your way to care about others, sharing your strengths, your wisdom, and love in ways that lifts spirits and touch hearts. You're amazing in all that you are and in everything that you do. And we thank you in loving appreciation from your top family. Now, I would just like for us to all participate. And we're going to take pastor's name, and we're just going to call out some, some adjectives or some things that describe the pastor. OK? So, J. Joyous. Joyous. That's a good one. Junkster. <laughs> Junkster. That's a good one. How about O? Optimistic, that's a very good one. H. Happy. Pastor, you happy. <laughs> humble. Honest, humble. Okay, N. Okay, N. How about nice? How about needed? Yes. Okay, A.
1: Available.
2: Available. <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Because I can tell you for a fact, Pastor has always been there. Every single surgery, every single injection, every single hospital visit, he has been right there. And we really appreciate that about you, Pastor. Amen. Okay? Yeah. Where are we at? T? T. Tall.
3: How about timely? Talented. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Mm Temperance.
2: What was that one? It's a T, right? Uh huh. Timely. Mm -hmm. Okay. H. Another H. We already had H. We had A. And and we had N. Okay. Let's go to the last name F.
1: Friendly. Funny. funny, funny, friendly,
4: friendly,
2: friendly, Friendly. Faithful. Faithful. Okay.
1: I. Inspirational. Mm hmm. Intelligent. Evolved, intelligent. E,
2: eager, eager. <laughs> exciting. extraordinary, exuberant, exciting. 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 exciting, okay, L, loving, loving. Said loyal.
1: Loyal. loyal, D, determined,
2: yes, any other D's, dutiful, dutiful. dutiful. <laughs> last one, S, <laughs> 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 Woo! Sent from Sanctified. God.
4: <laughs> Sanctified.
2: Yes. All right. Well, we just want you to know, Pastor. We 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 recognize that you are human, and you have went above and beyond the call of duty for our church, and we really appreciate everything that you do. We know you are not a robot. We know you need time to rest. You need downtime. But we know that your job is one. That's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week job. You may, while we're sleeping, be taking phone calls and be at the hospital visiting. So we just want you to know we appreciate you, and we love you,
0: and we thank you for all that you do. Let me hang on to that as your assistant treasurer here. We just want to say that there are others that have gifts and cards that they would like to bring up at this time to present to the pastor. Carmeline, I know you and Linda have cards. Did you want to bring up this time. Um, and you can present those to the pastor. Just take them to him. Just take them to him. And also, he does accept, um, he has Apple Cash, he accepts Cash, and he also accepts Cash App. Uh, you can see him or see me um, for that. And then I was looking at the men, um, Paul, and uh, they have these cool kind of things that they put on their heads. And I saw, I, uh, y'all going to have to stop talking, Pastor. <laughs> I know, talk when you get home. We're going to move this service. I, I love you. So uh, the men, um, I was watching the men outside, and, and praise God for our deacons and stuff, they are, they are so cool. And I saw um, Thomas, I call him big man, and he had on a hat, and I said, oh, man, you know, you're going to have to get one of those for the pastor. And he said, all right, Sister Beverly, I'm going to take care of that for you. (laughs) There he is. And uh, so I said, now, I'm counting on you. So I kept texting him. I said, you got that hat? He said, I'm going to go over there, Sister Beverly. I'm going to go over there. So he went yesterday, I believe, and he came in last night. Now, here's the funny thing. He said, now, Sister Beverly, you know, this hat wasn't that expensive. Uh, uh, uh." I said, all right. I said, but you make it look expensive. But, Pastor, when he came, he told me one figure that the hat was. And then he came back with another figure for the hat. I say, What hat you getting? <laughs> so here it is. <laughs> we just come. Uh, you know, we're not going to need
5: iPhones for the church and everything. But we just come. For- right on. <laughs> That's it, there.
1: Hey, Amen. Very stylish. Our pastor's going to be styling and profiling. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's, let's stand and give the pastor a hand. Praise the First Family, the pastoral team. Pastor, we love you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated.
6: amen Amen. just real quick just want to say thank you so much um, for your love your gifts and your words of encouragement Uh, to go through all those letters and to come up with something nice to say is is beyond me I am so appreciative I'm so thankful Um, you know I I still don't believe any of this but God is truly good I am so in denial And I'm just being honest, but God is, so, is just so wonderful. I just blindly follow him wherever right. he goes. And so, thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Amen. And is there anybody here visiting for the first time? Just raise your hand. Amen, my brother. We want to make sure that that brother gets a gift. Look, that's my neighbor Keith. We want to make sure, we bring our ushers up. Make sure he gets a gift. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Your neighbors. Make sure your neighbor knows that you belong to God. Amen. But we're gonna make. What's your name, brother? Brother Keith. Amen. Well, welcome to the family. You are no longer a visitor, you are part of the family. The church with the open door. Amen, amen. I want to thank God for my dad being able to make it this morning. I didn't know that was going to happen, but sometimes you get unexpected phone calls. But praise the Lord, because my dad, this week, he has, and last week, suffering with pneumonia, covid now, you know at 80, at 98, that's supposed to take you out in a New York minute. But greater is he. Come on, somebody. Greater is he. Just seeing him there is a testament to the power of God. So we just praise God this morning for his goodness and his mercy. At this time. Okay, Mike. Okay, they wanna just be take it all to the last. Come on up if you got a
7: presentation. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get up here before you Thank you Yeah, I know I don't like being on okay. We, just, we didn't give away before you got up to say thanks, but for some reason, God keep blessing Tabernacle Praise with cool preachers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I like
7: I like our pastor because when he when he convened with the deacons, he just be himself and he let us be ourselves. All right, all right. Dap and tell me you know I'm talking on all that. But well, anyway, i on behalf of the deacon pastor. Uh, might get you through lunch or dinner this evening. So <laughs> but uh, on behalf of the deacons, we want to just show our appreciation on how much we like to appreciate you for the support you give us. And when you call us, we may not always just jump, but we coming. So, so we're we going to be there. When well, you look around, and might start with one, but you're going to end up with all of us.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. The Eastern e- uh, Area Women's Ministry is having a women's prayer breakfast amen. on Sunday, November the 13th. And it's going to be from 9 to 11 at Berean Seventh-day Adventist Church. And if you're interested in attending or see our uh, women's ministry leader, Sister Linda Weaver. <laughs> amen. Amen. She has accepted the challenge, praise the Lord. (laughs) And so if you're interested in going, make sure you get to her by November the 9th. Amen, amen. And our women had a beautiful time in Kansas City, amen, representing. The whole conference said Tabernacle of Praise Women is leading out. Went up there with the T-shirts and everything. Amen, praise the Lord. All right, brethren, we got to get ourselves together all right praise the lord this time uh, we're going to ask sister janice gray to come up with our health nugget oh sister christina uh, wellington amen
8: good morning everyone You know what? We serve a mighty God. Yes. And I know viewers, you're not here, but when you look around and you see the smiles, you see the beautiful faces, you know, we we're happy people. Yes. But I have to bring the health nugget. And while we know we're happy people, and I'm speaking to family, family here and viewing. Um There is a component of life, as you know, and it it makes life tough. But I'm not gonna give away what this component is. I have the help of my family. And we're gonna do a short, short skit. And while they are role-playing, I want you to come up in your mind what this component possibly might be, okay? And then afterwards, we'll have some short facts about this component. Kennedy, are you ready for school? Mom, I'm coming, I'm just tired and anxious about today. What's wrong, what do you mean you're anxious? My stomach hurts and I have a test today I didn't prep for, it. I'm probably gonna fail. Oh no, Kennedy, let me see if, if, if your dad is available. Hun, can you help Kennedy? Get ready for school. Sure, I, 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 I can't do it. I know I'm moving
9: slow, but I'm just, I'm just tired. I can't. <laughs> what, what's on your mind? What, what you got going on? Why are you so tired? Come on, look, let me give you a hand what the <laughs> what 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 come on let's go we're gonna get you on the school come on now stop dragging yourself you're moving too slow wait a minute i smell some breakfast you're yeah. gonna have to move a little bit quicker so i
8: can get some breakfast i'm <laughs> taking too much time Oh my goodness. kennedy what's going on wait a minute Ho- hold on let me let me take a look at Oh my, Kennedy, have you been carrying this all week? Yeah. Oh my, oh, I'm just gonna bring it over to the table. Oh, goodness gracious, what do you have in this back, back? You, you're going to school, right? <laughs> I need this, I need, okay. need this, oh. Trust me. Okay, okay. Oh my! Oh, are you shop. are you serious? Not just one, but, huh, yeah. babe? Yeah, I need to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, this is a lot. This is a lot for you to carry to to school. I mean, a whisk. Uh, floor cleaner? You're going to Scoop Bay? Um, we, we might have to um, hire an expert. Dishes, plates. Kennedy, you have a lot in your backpack. you acting uh, surprised, like you didn't know this. Okay, so why don't you just take a seat um, at the table and... and, and We'll figure this out. Can you put my stuff back in my bag, please? <laughs> I'll put your stuff back in your bag. OK, everyone. Thank you, family. What do you think Kennedy's problem is? A burden. Weighed down. Weighed down, a burden depression, rest, Rest. Rest. stress. So Kennedy has a problem. And as you've seen, she had a lot of symptoms. She was sick at the stomach. She felt heavy. There was a lot of burden on her. And when you realize some of the things that you carry around, I know there's people who go to work, people who go... um, do other things, they're retired, they're dealing with family, they're dealing with grandparents. We carry a load on us. And sometimes we forget to unload. Kennedy had worries in her backpack. And these worries are unnecessary items that serve no purpose for Kennedy School and for us living, okay. Um, The worries represent, well, what was in her bag were worries, okay. Those items amount to, and someone said this, stress. Stress, if it's not unloaded, it can carry on to other conditions and also become deadly. Every day we carry around worries seemingly like Kennedy with the backpack weighing heavy on us. We worry about whether our paychecks, and I'm saying this from experience, and I know a lot of you um, who's watching, paychecks, will they cover the bills? We worry about something tragic happening, or if our spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend will leave us, medical bills, illnesses. All of these things, we are carrying unnecessary loads. Um, and also, these worries are legitimate, okay? Sometimes we just cannot avoid these worries, right? Am, can I be honest? Life comes with a lot of things. And just because we are Christians, Adventists, um, nurses, we have jobs, um, we have responsibilities, that doesn't protect us from worries, Right? Now, we could come to a conclusion that situations, they're not here permanently, right? But when we are in the moment, they can feel like eternity. And sometimes we cannot see the end from the beginning. So when our worries become more than what we can bear, and we try to hold on to them, and like I said, people, we, I'm a human, but, I try to carry all my worries. I try to handle everything, and I try to solve all my problems. Is that a problem in itself? Yes, it becomes an added worry. And just like Dad in the skit, we solicit help. Sometimes help can come from places um, that is not needed. We go to our girlfriends, and sometimes we unload to our girlfriends, to our best friends, and they're not really the expert. They're not really there to um, encourage us. We're just gossiping. Or we may not have the knowledge to give to a friend who's in need, and we become more than an ear. We become the problem. And so that, that's what we saw when um, Elder Wellington was trying to assist. He became more of a problem than the, uh, than the resolution. Um, So the one thing that I want to share with you guys is that it's not over. We have information online. We have personnel even here in the church. There are social services um, outside of these four walls that can assist. Because like I said, when these worries get to become more than we can handle, it becomes stress. And stress according to Um, Some reports, the American Institute of Stress, over 120,000 people each year die directly as a result of work-related stress. Stress leads to high blood pressure and it poses an increased risk for heart attack and strokes. These are just a few symptoms of stress. In addition to that, I would like to pass out, I, I didn't get copies, but if, oh, it's on the screen. I would like to pass out, or if you can view online, um, some of the stress symptoms that occasionally appear as acute symptoms and as chronic symptoms. Um, if you want a handout, I can give you a handout. Um, after service. But here on the screen it shows you acute and chronic symptoms. And some of us, um, we experience these things on a daily basis. The physical, the emotional and cognitive and the behavior um, symptoms of acute. And acute means not long-term but short-term. And some of these um, symptoms may not be permanent. The chronic symptoms are more dangerous than the, or, or more serious than the acute symptoms. And these we see even in our um, culture, heart disease, anxiety disorder, um, and these things may vary in some of us, okay? But I don't want to just leave you with that. Um, what, what is the first, and sometimes it's the last result we, we take? But who should we unload our worries to? That's right, the Lord, God. And I wanna leave you guys with the word. And before I leave you with the word, Kennedy got a brand new backpack to go to school in. And what do you have in this backpack? I have the the Bible, the word of God we don't put a lot of emphasis when we talk about social problems the world doesn't want to accept the the realization is we need the Lord we need our Savior so I want to leave you with a text Matthew 6 verse 25 through 34 and it reads therefore I tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body what you will wear it is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. Do they not, do they not sow or reap or store away in barns? And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Okay, guys, are you not more valuable than they? Can anyone of you by wearing at a single hour to your life. And why do we worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet, I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. So, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and gone tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe us? With you of little faith, so do not weary, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I also want to leave you with an exercise that you can do at home, at work, wherever you are. Um, it's called the Stress Exploration, because God wants us to be wise about um, practical living. And the tool that, that is most important can be your guide, but this is also something that you can um, reference to. It's called the Stress Exploration, and I can give each of you a copy of this if you would like, um, or you can go online at therapistaid.com. And this is also on their website. Basically, um, these are the factors that contribute to stress. And it's a daily plan to help you identify and become aware of those symptoms that you may avoid even becoming more stressed and going into an, an, or affect you in a certain way, um, physically, um, mentally. Um, there's two pages of this. I'm not going to take up all the morning time, but if you would like to check this out, you can. Like I said, you can go on therapistaid.com, or you can see me after church, and I'll have copies for you to take home. You can also um, share this with family, neighbors, or whoever you come in contact with. Thank you, and have a blessed Sabbath.
9: Just before we get started, I just want to thank the wife for that powerful testimony. Yeah. Myself was feeling that stress. Yeah. but I want to thank God for his blessing. He's kept me. And you don't know, some of you know, some don't know. I was in an accident again uh, this week, but the Lord blessed me to be able to walk away from it. Amen. And so Amen. I know what God can do what God has done. So I just want you to take a little time. I want you to turn to your neighbor, look at your neighbor, and tell him, "I feel a breakthrough coming your way. I feel a breakthrough coming your way, and it's in the mighty, it's in the mighty move of God. God is the one that's going to do that for you." And so, as we sing this song, I want you to join in with me. Put your hands together, clap, and, 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 and we will sing this song for the grace of God I feel a breakthrough coming your way It's a mighty move of God it's going to change your day Signs and wonders, miracles to perform. God's gonna bless you for just holding on. Come on, you say. I feel a breakthrough coming oh. your way. It's a mighty move of God. It's a mighty move of God. It's gonna change your day. Signs and wonders, signs and wonders, miracles, miracles to perform. God's gonna bless you. God's gonna bless you. Just holding
4: just on. Holding on.
9: in the atmosphere. Just hold on. Change is coming. A move of God is on the way. I feel a breakthrough coming your way. It's a mighty move of God. It's going to change your day. Right now. Signs and wonders, miracles to perform. God's gonna bless you for just holding on. I'm on, you say. I feel a breakthrough coming your way. It's a mighty move of God. It's a mighty move of God. It's gonna
4: change your day. Signs and and wonders. Miracles to perform. God's gonna bless you. God's gonna bless you for just holding on.
9: Expecting a change in your life. life. Looking for your midnight to turn the sunshine. Yeah. Now it's gonna happen. You wait and see. All things are possible to them that believe. Come on, listen. you've been expecting a, a change in your life. Looking for your midnight. Looking for your midnight. Turn the sunshine.
1: I a hand praise this morning. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you're going through. Yeah. But just hold on.
3: Yeah. A
1: change is coming. Yeah. A move of God is on the way. That's what faith in God is all about. Amen. The Bible says, Come unto me all ye that labor and a heavy laden. And he says, I will give you rest. I mean, you need rest today. Rest for your souls. Many people in this world is stressed out. You can't go to work without ridicule and stress. You're driving on the street, road rage. We were just coming to prayer meeting Wednesday night. And for whatever reason, this man got mad at us and pulled right in front of us only about 20 feet before the stoplight. He just pulled right in front of him and then jammed on the brakes. I just said, Lord, we just got to hold on. told right. <laughs> Teresa, we got to hold on. We're not going to let the devil steal our joy. My name, my name. Satan knows that he has but a short time. Yes. And he's doing everything he can to break loose our hold upon faith in God. But we got to hold on. Yes, yes. Can't give up. Yes. Because he that shall come will come, and he's not going to tarry. It's prayer time. If you have any special prayer requests you want to bring to the Lord, the Lord says that he is an open ear. He's got a big shoulder. He invites you to bring your your prayers, your cares, your concerns, your stresses to him. Don't carry those bricks. Don't carry those burdens. He said, lay them upon me. That's what I'm here for. So we invite you to come to the front with your prayer request this morning, even if it may be an unspoken request. God knows all about it. God says, you don't have to keep holding on to that thing. You don't have to play. The Bible says those that are going to live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. There's some things that you're going to be facing in this world that only God can resolve. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we're so grateful and thankful that we can first recognize that as you as Father. Lord, we want to thank you that we can call upon your name, Lord. We don't deserve to even be able to utter your name without being consumed. But Lord, because of your grace, we're able to assemble here one more time Lord, we didn't take it for granted this morning that the alarm clock woke us up. Lord, we're so thankful, Lord, that you dispatched your angels, Lord, to see that we woke up this morning. Lord, we're so grateful, Lord, that you kept us through this dangerous week, Lord. You kept us through the disease of COVID and all types of things flying around this atmosphere. Lord, what the devil meant for evil, Lord. Lord, we know that you turned it around for good. Lord, we come here, Lord, just thanking you for just being God. Thanking you for being omnipotent, Lord, having all power in your hand. We know there's no situation beyond your control. There's no heartache that cannot be mended, Lord. Lord, we just lay our petitions on the altar this morning. Lord, some are just hanging on by a thread, Jesus. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will strengthen their faith, Lord. Let them keep their eyes upon you and not upon the problems, not upon the situation, Lord. Like David said, I will look up into the hills from which cometh my help, knowing our help comes from the Lord. Lord, we're praying this morning, many of suffering from disease, sicknesses, some are sick and don't even know it. it hasn't been diagnosed yet lord but we're saying right now lord we're praying lord that you will touch our bodies father anoint us with healing father lord we we pray lord for our young people lord satan is trying to destroy them lord there are so many things lord on this internet lord that it's captivating and pulled them Lord, we just plead the blood of Jesus upon our children, Father. Draw them, Lord, with cords that cannot be broken, Lord. Bring them back from the far country, Father. Lord, be with the parents. Give them a heart of love, Lord. Give them wisdom, Lord, to speak words of love that would draw them to you, Father. For Lord, you're going to say, where are the lambs that I've entrusted you with, Father? So, Lord, we place them in your hands. Father, we're thankful, Lord, for the rules of our hands, Lord. Lord, they are prognosticating, Lord, that we're going into a recession. It's going to be painful, Lord. But, Lord, we know that we trust in you. Our trust is in you, Father. We just pray that you will fortify our faith. Lord Jesus, we pray, Father, for each family, Lord. We pray for the men of this church. Lord, you know the struggles that we deal with, Father. We pray, Father, that you will strengthen us, help us to be the men that you have called us to be. Men set apart, Father. Men that will stand for the right even though the heavens fall. Men that will be as true to duty as the needle is to the pole. Men who are not afraid to call sin by his right name. Bless the men of this church, Jesus, Lord. Bless the women of this church, Father. Lord, bless our women, Lord. Anoint them, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, Father. Lord, we pray, Father, for the elderly, Lord, our seniors, Lord, who are holding on. Holding on, Father, continue to lift them, uphold them, Lord, with your right hand, Father. They're inspiration to all of us, Father. Lord and we just pray for this revival that we're in Lord Jesus Lord we pray Lord that you will continue to anoint it Father continue to bless it Father you said your word will not return it to your void but it will accomplish that thing in which it was set forth to do so Father we pray Father now for the pastor the shepherd of this flock Lord we're so thankful that you have appointed him at this time To be here at 1721 Parker Road. We knew it wasn't by chance or happenstance. But Lord, it was ordained by heaven. Lord, we pray that you will uphold him, Lord, with your right hand. Don't let him be discouraged, Father. But he recognizes that we're living in these last days. And Lord, Father, we just pray that you will give him a double portion of your Holy Spirit. Pour into him, Father. Lord, let him not go on his own strength, Father, but resources from heaven, Lord, pour into him, Father, as he breaks the bread from night to night, Lord, even on today, Lord Jesus, that you will touch his tongue with coals of fire, that the Holy Spirit will rain down in this place, Lord. Yokes will be broken as he lifts you up, Lord, and we will say, what must we do to be saved? No, Father, we thank you for being a prayer answering God. All I fail to ask, fail not to grant. We ask it, Father, in the worthy name of Jesus. We pray. Let the church say amen and amen, amen, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. God is good. All the time.
9: time. God
1: is good. You know, as I said in that prayer, you know, they're saying that we're going into a recession. The feds are raising the interest rates. And they're gonna raise it three quarters of a percent before the year is over. So your credit cards are just going up and up. Merci. Seem like our outgo is exceeding our income, and our upkeep is gonna to lead to our downfall. But we have to hold on oh, to the yes. Lord when the when your boss threatens oh, you. Yes. Say if you don't work on the Sabbath, you're gonna lose your job. You know it's easy to say that when you have a job, yeah. but when the going gets tough, you gotta know how to get on your knees. So before, you can't wait to the storm. You can't wait to the storm. You know the parable of the, the house that was built on the sand and those that was built on the rocks? They looked the same. You couldn't tell any difference until the storm. When the storm hit, that told you what kind of foundation it was on. And one thing about it, you can't change foundations in the midst of the storm. Whatever house you built, that's the house you're going to be in. So we want to build our house on the rock, Amen. So at this time, we just want to call the deacons forward as we lift today's offering. God says he loves a cheerful giver. But if you're not happy, it's better to be obedient than happy. (laughs) Amen. Because God says if you withhold from me, he says you'll be cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. So he tells us. After he says, prove me herewith, said the Lord of hosts, and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven. Yes. Anybody want to put God to the test? God oh. says, I dare you to put me Come to on, the man. test. Yes. Just give him your, your money, and God will bless it, press it yes. down, shake it together, yes. let it run over. Yes. Amen. So be faithful to God. Amen.
9: Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Father, as we... Prepare our hearts to return unto you that which you have entrusted to us. Help us to be faithful stewards, Lord. Take these monies, Lord. Multiply it, Father, that it will help finish this work so that we can go home to live with Thee. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He
4: keeps on blessing me over and over.
5: when God done something for you when he showed up in your situation oh yes he's worthy he's worthy to be praised hallelujah
6: God is so worthy God is so good Without him, we're hopelessly lost. But with him, we're more than conquerors. The song simply says, I woke up this morning with my mind.
5: Stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on the Lord. I woke up this morning with my mind. My mind is on jesus hallelujah 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 come on say it with me i woke up this morning crazy with my mind. Stay on the Lord. I'm walking and talking with my mind. My mind is staying.
6: Anybody woke up this morning with their mind on the Lord? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I know we normally clocking out right about now, but we're just clocking in. <laughs> Amen. See, when the Holy Ghost get the service, get a hold of the service, you just let it do what it do. Amen. You let it do what it's due. But we praise God that we're able to be, that we're able to come in here and worship and magnify. The name of the Lord, for we serve a risen Savior, and he is in the world today. No matter what other folk may say, amen, he is definitely in the world today. So we thank God that we're able to come and be a part of this beautiful Sabbath experience, to be able to call on the name of the Lord to be able to just give praise and honor and glory unto him. Amen. Did he do something special for you? Oh, yeah. Did he do something special for you? Amen. So we thank God for you. At this time, we do want to jump right into our time together, and I'm going to do my best not to be long. Amen. I want to just. Oh, okay, then. Praise the Lord. That's the Spirit still moving. I have to look around. I had to look around. I, I said, Boy, the Holy Ghost. to look around but god is so good and he is truly worthy to be praised amen so we're going to go ahead and get in our time this morning could you just bow your heads with me as we offer up a word of prayer loving lord our father and god again we are so thankful for allowing us to be a part of this experience we know that it was nothing but the power of god that brought us here this morning thank you holy spirit for just leading the way, leading the charge. Thank you, son. Thank you, Jesus, for laying your life down that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And thank you, Father God, for not giving up on us. When we've sinned, when we've fallen, you could have just threw in the towel and, and did something different, but you said, no, I have a plan in place for you. Through my son, I will redeem you back to me. And so, Father, we thank you for not giving up on us now as we spend our time together in this message we ask you to lead us and guide us this we do pray in jesus name Let the people of god say amen Amen. and amen again how to identify a cult i remember when i was first introduced i like the each time i do this i've done this here um sermon or this um, um um seminar or revival a couple of times and Each time I've done it, um, I'm often reminded of my first time um, encountering Seven Day Adventists, and um, and let's be real, um, there was a time, and it still is going. I don't hear it as much today as I did back in the day, um, where um, we were um, told that this was a cult. Anybody heard that before? Yeah, Yeah, that this was a cult. Um, But um, I'm here to tell you that we're not a cult. Amen. Um, so I'm going to show you today um, through the word of God how to identify um, a cult and, h- and how to avoid being deceived um, by cults because they are real. We know, you know, you may not hear about them, but, but they are definitely real. Um cults are real. And so um, you remember when you were a child, you used to play this game called Follow the Leader. Anybody used to play that game? Amen. Yeah, some of us, some of us, we, we didn't play that game. Um, you looked at me like, what game is that, Pastor? But, but, but you played this game called Follow the Leader where the leader would start running. And, and when the leader would stop, then you would stop. If the leader, you know, stopped and, 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 and touched a tree, then you would have to go and touch that same tree. And whatever the leader did, that's what you were supposed to do. Uh, uh, but what if our religious leaders... Um, what if our religious leaders was leading us the wrong way? How would you know that this teacher right here is not leading you down the wrong path? How would you know um, if, 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 if this teacher um, is on point? Because let's just be honest, today, cults are exploding all around the world. Yes, yes they are. Uh, and 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 the, and and the real the real the real truth is is that uh, uh, they use even the word of God. Amen. They 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 use um, the word of God to get their point across. They go right to the word. And I've met some individuals that knew scripture. They could quote scripture. They can tell you what's in the Bible, and they can tell you a whole lot. But their whole lot was a whole lot wrong. Amen? But what if you followed a false teacher? What if, what if you yourself was being led by a false teacher? But well, one thing for certain we do understand and know that Lucifer is the master deceiver. He's the master deceiver. And suppose that I gave you a column of numbers, let's say, um, um, 7, 3, four, and 1. If you were to add those up in your head, trust me, um, you would come up with the number 15. Now, if I was to ask you how many wrong answers to that question or to, to that problem, you would say there are many wrong answers, but there was only one right answer. There's only one. I don't care how you fix it up, how you dress it up. There was only one right answer that you're going to come to when you add those four numbers together. You see, the devil is very happy, if you will, um, by establishing all these different cults. I like the way Revelation put it. Revelation uh, the, um, um, 12 9, verse 9 says that so the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world, he was cast out to where everybody? The earth. And his angels were cast out with him. The devil was deceived, who was deceiving the whole world when he was cast down to this earth, deceived this whole world. And he's still trying. Uh, Like he deceived the angels in heaven, uh, uh, he's also deceiving individuals today. Satan's final attempt to deceive human race will be to impersonate Christ. Revelation 13 puts it this way. Uh, 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 Revelation 13 talks about or uh, 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 it describes um, these beasts that's coming up out of the sea. But what do these beasts represent? But we have to go to Daniel chapter 7, verse 17 says that those great beasts which you saw, that Daniel said that these are for kings or kingdoms. So, in Bible prophecy, we understand that the beasts represent kings or kingdoms, a political or a religious power. Right. Daniel Daniel chapter 7 breaks down these four beasts, says that the lion, which represents Babylon, and the bear, which represents Medo-Persia, and the leopard, which represents Greece, and the dragon-like beast, which represents Rome. But then he goes on to say in Revelation 13 that at the end of time, he says, we find the devil will try to deceive the whole world with a master cult, church and state coming together to deceive the whole world. And let's just be real, when we look around the world today in which we live, we see a lot of lot of different types of religions. Some religions started back in in the, in the early 2000s, you know, they're still coming up with them. Revelation 13 says, I saw one of his, I, I saw one of his heads as it, as it had been mortally wounded and his deadly wound was healed. And we'll study this part of prophecy in another lecture, but notice the next sentence. It says that, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. This is straight from the word of God. This isn't something that I'm making up as we go along here. But the Bible tells us that the world, that, 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 that the world will begin to marvel after this beast. What's so special about this beast that made even the world leaders to to be fascinated by this beast? Well, let's see the principles involved here. You see, Satan, the great deceiver, was cast out of heaven. He and his comrades. And he is conditioning the minds of thousands, and I mean thousands, to follow after the beast's power. This false religious leader, if you will. So so cults are growing today, as I mentioned earlier, new cults appearing regularly, just a foretaste, the beast cult came uh, at, at the end, but it's an urgent time for us to be mindful of that even though things seem as if they're quiet and we don't hear a lot, we get to come in here, and we get to worship, and we get to do all these wonderful things. But at the, real, the, uh, but at the end of the day, there are a lot of false teachings out there. And so cults and false religions are exploding everywhere everywhere and i want us to be rooted and grounded in what we believe and what we know and what we understand because the reality is we have individuals that have been in the church for quite some time and still struggle with even their belief and knowing why we do what we do i like to always put it to the test and ask that question if you were able to explain to somebody about the sabbath could you Could you sit down and give a Bible study? Other than it's just the day that the Lord set aside. But why do you come here? Uh, How how do you know that you're not a part of something that is false? Something that is fictitious. How how do you know this? I remember back in the day, now this is old, you know, and this is real. You know, this this one right here just kind of shook the world. You know who this guy is right? Jim Jones, fundamentalist minister, had a large congregation in San Francisco. This young man here was a cult leader. Jim Jones uh, 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 concluded that the U.S. government was part of a conspiracy. And Jim Jones led some 900 members to uh, a Guyana and built a compound, this safe space for them to go and, 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 and to be able to uh, uh, hide safely away from the government. But what they didn't know was that Jim Jones was a part of a cult, and he was the cult leader. They didn't look at what the Word of God said. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't look at if the Bible was, was if, if Jim Jones was speaking truth from the Bible. And so one day, Jones was preaching uh, the Bible in his hand. The people were looking at the Bible, and he said, don't look at this, look at me. Don't look at this, look at me. Tr- trust what I'll say to you. Throw the Bible on the ground. Don't look at the book, but look at me. And so he demanded the members uh, uh, to get up one day at, at, at approximately one, uh, 1 o'clock in the morning and sit, sit in his lecture 9 and 8, 9 and 10 hours and demanded each one to drink the Kool-Aid. You know the story. The Kool-Aid was spiked with cyanide. And finally, it was real. Over 900 dead. Mass suicide following this cult leader. This young man by the name of Odell Rhodes, he escaped. He got away. He actually assisted the doctors um, in helping to try to uh, resuscitate some of the individuals. The first poison, the babies, then the family unit drank the poison, and it went off, and then they all died together. You see, in a cult, following the leader is more important than following the Bible. We put the leader above the Bible. And that's nothing compared to what is going to come. You see, in Revelation, uh, 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 it describes this massive deception involving the whole world at the time of the end. Revelation clearly shares with us. It says, oh, my God. They're killing themselves. This is what they reported in the time. You know this guy right here. This is what they report. Is the Trump presidency a religious cult? You see, the Bible says that people may be sincere, but they're deceived. Proverbs 16.25 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end, it leads to death. And so, following Jones or Koresh or other cult leaders, no matter how sincere they may be, if they are following or stepping away from the word of God, You're stepping straight into the line of fire for God's judgment. So how do we avoid these traps? How can I avoid being trapped in this counterfeit religion? Well, today we want us to take a look at the Bible and how to identify a counterfeit. And why do we need to know this? Let's go on a little further because we understand that Satan does have a plan to deceive. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah, Satan has a plan, and and, and and the reality is, Amen. If we could just be honest in here, you know, when Satan attacks, it's it's never a harsh. You know, sometimes you know when I put these um presentation together. You know, I try to find a picture of the enemy. They always have him, a picture. And I have a couple of them of him looking like a, a dragon with a tail and a pitchfork. But, but I try not to find those kind of pictures because you're looking for that and you will never find that. You, you, you will never find a pitch. Satan won't come looking with a, with a pitchfork. He's going to come looking good. Amen. Fellas, he, he's going to come looking fine. Oh, is that? Amen. Ladies, ladies, he gonna come. He gonna be. He gonna be stacked. He gonna bim, boom, bop, <laughs> so, I'm sorry, fellas. My, bad. <laughs> my bad. I'm messing. Is that my, my bad? We 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 all struggling in here. I, uh, we, all, we all on that struggle plan. <laughs>
5: but 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 he comes with his A game.
6: So, 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 so we understand that, that when he comes, this Antichrist, this Antichrist simply means against Christ. He comes to keep. He's playing for keeps. John 8, John 8, 36 says, therefore, if the Son of Man makes you free, then you are free indeed. Yeah. Jesus said, I come to set you free from all of this. Oh, yeah. I, come to, I, I come to make the crooked road straight. Because, see, I understand that that this is the way it is. I didn't plan it this way, but the reality is this is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's like, ladies, when you're in in the kitchen and cooking and you put the pot on, and many of us have experienced the pot boiling over and stuff getting all over the stove. You didn't plan it that way, but you have to clean it up anyway, right? And Jesus said, I didn't plan it this way, but I want you to know that I come to clean it up. I come to clean it up. If you follow my plans, if you follow my plans, I come to set you free. Not to, not, to, not to put you in bondage, not to put chains on you, but to give you the freedom to choose. So we, have, we are free from deception, free from falsehood, free from the counterfeit. So what is a cult? Many definitions of a cult simply says from the Christian perspective, a cult is any group that does not accept Christ as Lord and Savior. And the Bible as the foundation of faith. And we believe in the Bible in here, amen? amen. We accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, amen? amen? So any guide or Savior besides Jesus is a cult. So how, do, how to identify a cult? It gives you at least five ways, and I'm going to get out of your way, how to identify um, this cult. Number one, we see here that a cult will substitute a human teacher for Jesus. Uh-huh. Don't talk about that Jesus. You're always talking about Jesus. You ever met anybody like every time you talk about Jesus, they just look at you like, you're talking about that Jesus again. But that's what we do. Who else am I supposed to talk about as a Christian Christ-like? So why would I talk about something other than my mentor, my leader, my savior, my king? Why why would I talk about something else? So the first thing we understand that if you want to identify a cult, they want to keep your lips shut when it comes to Jesus. Shut it up. Some new age cult will say that I am God. Many teachers, as you meditate, develop a God in yourself. Just think and just meditate and you could just think it into existence. But you need to understand that that's not how God set it up to be. You remember this young man by the name of Merv back in 1985? I told you this thing been around for a while. Merv said that what is your most important message that you want anyone on the planet to hear? And this spiritualist named Ramtha said, this is what he said. What is termed God is within you, is within your being. And that which is called Christ is within your being. And when you know you are God, you will find joy. Now, I don't know about you. I have yet to find joy within myself. And some some famous individuals, surely, this new age, uh, 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 believes that the uh, Future on, on and here, featured on, on, on a TV program. She says, that, I am God, I am God, I am God. I am God. And we know some individuals, even in our time, even some of our youth and our young people listen to who claim they are Jesus. A young rap artist, a young, young artist, says that he changed his name to Jesus. Jesus walks. So what does the Bible say in Isaiah? Isaiah says, look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. You can claim to be, but there is no other. You have yet to create anything. You have yet to give life to anything. As a
5: matter of fact, you didn't give your own self life. So how then can you claim to be God and you need
6: somebody to give you life? You see, the God that we serve, he always was. There never was a time when he
5: wasn't. He told the beginning where to start and told the end where to stop. See, this is the God we serve. We 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 don't we don't serve ourselves or serve another man. We serve the creator of this
6: universe, the one that spoke all of this into existence. I know Darwin, Darwin said that the world began with a big, a big the big bang theory, a big explosion. And my comeback to that was it did have a big bang, but that was after God said, let there be. Yeah. Boom! And that's what Darwin steps in and says, was no 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 there was something that happened before the bang. Oh, I wish I had some help in here. So these new age cults they repeat they repeat the age old lie and nothing changed. Solomon said it in his word: there is nothing new under the sun. The new age movement deceives people in these three different ways. There is no death. Never heard that before. We just die and go straight to heaven, right? Yeah, are they'll come back as a tree or a plant. Are they still speaking to us right now? But you know, I have yet, Elder, I have yet to, I have yet to attend a funeral where they put somebody in hell. And I know we all know somebody. And I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> but they all go to heaven. But nobody goes to hell. Because we just live in and keep living. And, 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 and those with money are trying to create
5: some type of pod that they can just house themselves in to just stay
6: around forever and ever. This is a cult. They tell you that the Bible is wrong, that the wages of sin is not death. You can just live, you can do what you want to do, and it's okay because the because the 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 um the, the, the deception behind there is no death is there is no savior so if i can get you to believe that there is no death then i can convince you that there is no savior because what's the point in having a savior if i don't need if i'm just going to live on and on and on Number two, number two is that man is God, and we've seen that before. And if man is God, then no moral responsibility, no uh, accountability, no judgment, no sin, no need for, here it is again, here it is again, no need for a Savior. Not only that, not only that, the last one here, the last one here is that the knowledge of yourself is salvation. You see, we understand and know that knowledge of yourself is salvation. For cults, this new age movement, no need for a cross, no need for a savior, therefore no need for repentance. And I said it before at the start of our time together in this year revival, that this thing is not about you and it's not about me. This thing is about Jesus. It's, about, it's an attack on the character of God. So when we start looking at deceptions and start looking at cults, let's not get all into our feelings and start talking. We talked about traditions last night and how we can get caught up in something that we've been doing for so long and can be doing it wrong for so long and we get fixed about it. Because this is, this is what I believe. But what about what the Bible is teaching? Are we following what the word of God is saying? And we don't want to allow our personal feelings getting in the way of thus saith the Lord. Let's just be real. If you've been taught that two plus two is six and you now realize that no, it's really four.
5: Are you going to still continue to believe that two plus two is six?
6: I mean, you know, my favorite, one, 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 of, my, one, of, my, one of my favorite sayings, um, and elders, you probably heard me say it before, uh, easy peasy. It's not hard. We make it hard. We complicate the gospel. Jesus is simply saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life.
5: Why are we bringing in all these other things to complicate us? I'm going to tell you why. It's a deception. That's what the enemy supposed to do. Please, family of God, stop drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't care if it
6: is your favorite color. <laughs> David Koresh. He says, "I am the Lamb. You are not a branch of of um, Davidism. You are Koresh. He said, "You are Koreshans, if you will." But the Bible, the Bible is very clear. The Bible is very clear. Jesus makes it very clear here in Acts, verses four twelve. He says nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's no other name. There's only one name, and that is the name of Jesus. That's it. And if we had all these different names that we could go by, everybody would be lost. But Jesus said, I'm going to make it very clear and I'm going to make it very plain. One name. And he didn't
5: say, Lord, Jesus Christ. He just said, Jesus. I'm trying to help you out. Just say, Jesus. You don't have to go all theological, Heavenly Father of the heavens of the earth. No, no, just say, Jesus. Jesus. He made it simple that way so that you don't have to worry about that because because there are times when you will find yourself in situations where you don't have time to name all the titles and call on all the, just say Jesus.
6: So there's only one name under heaven. Jesus Christ, the only Savior of the world. He's the only one. No priest, no minister, no bishop. No cult leader. That's why I appreciate my family here. Because even though you called me to pray for you, you already prayed for yourself. He said, I I love my pastor, but I think I need to go on and get mine in for myself. Jesus! I need you right now. Let me call the pastor and say, Pastor, could you pray for me? Yeah. Because every time you call me, I I, I can tell you've been praying. I can tell you've been praying.
5: Because you had that, no one has yet to call me broke, busted, and disgusted. All
6: right. No one. You've all, everyone that has called, always called, saying, "Pastor, I'm going through it right now." Um, but you know, if you can just add me to the prayer list. All right, all right. And then we add you to the prayer list, I'm not, you know, even on the phone, I say, "Well, let's just have a pray, word of prayer right now." All right, let's let's pray. And we go right there on the on the phone praying. And I, and I hang up the phone. I'm like, Lord, you've already dealt with it. I, I guess, Lord, they just, you know, thank you for keeping me employed, Jesus. Keep calling, saints, keep calling. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nothing should be able to stand between us and our Savior. And anytime we put any human being between us and Jesus, we're preparing our mind to accept the deception. And we're placing ourselves in danger. Because, see, there is a rule and a reason for all of this. Stuff don't just happen for the sake of happening. Arguments don't just break up or just show up In a relationship, folk don't just start feeling some kind of way inside of a church family and all of a sudden I'm looking at her and she looking at me and I'm not speaking to him and he's there is a reason why all of this stuff is jumping off. And sometimes, my family
5: of God, I need you to hear me clear. If we're not careful, we'll fall right into the hands of the evil one because we're not realizing that this is a seed that he has planted. And by me acting upon it, I'm watering it. I'm giving it sunlight. And if I'm not careful, I'm going to have a bunch of weeds
6: in my house. Amen. Because the devil is here to steal, kill, and destroy. And let's just be real. When we look around, I'm going to just ask you, just look around real quick. Look around. Amen. This is what heaven is going to look like. A bunch of empty seats. Oh, yeah. We all pray not.
5: Many are called, but few. I'm not making this up. I'm trying to prepare us for something that is right up on us. I'm trying to get us ready for what is to come. And sometimes we get caught up in the mirage of things versus the reality of things. Everybody that says, Lord, Lord, is not going to make it.
6: And if us few not careful, the Bible says that even the very elect. (laughs) That's Bible, babe. It's true. So we can't get caught up in what we see. We have to stay true to what we know. Study to show thyself approved. A workman rightly dividing the word of truth. That's why we can't get caught up in what I say, even though although I still struggle. I'd be wanting to require some time to just break out another song. I'd be sitting on that front pew. I'm, even after all the years I've been preaching, you would think I would just roll up here and just roll it. <laughs> I still struggle with this to this day. I enjoy once I get up here and get going, and it's like I have a the Lord says, so you are having a, a a good time I mean this is what I want you to do you you know when you're walking in what God has called you to do, when you're walking in in your in your um in your gifts and in and, and you know it it's it's easy peasy it's like you know, but I still, for whatever reason say lord if if you know you can get somebody else that'd be perfectly all right with me. <laughs> I'm still there. And because I love him so much, I can get up here and do this in spite of myself. And you probably don't sense the nervousness or the it's like he just just make it look so easy. That's God. I take nothing. Lord knows I don't. Lord knows I don't deserve any of this. We've all said some things, done some things, have gone into some places that we should not have, have entered into some stuff that we know good and well that God should have just slapped us silly. (laughs) But yet he picked you up, hugged you, cleaned you off and said, baby, go and sin no more. And so I stand here not in my own power nor my own strength, but I stand here because of my love for the Lord. And I'm willing to do whatever He asks me to do, it don't matter to me anymore. Because He has proven to me that He is capable and He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could think of or even imagine, according to the power that worketh in me. Come on, somebody. That's Bible, baby, right there. Yeah, yeah. And so don't let nothing get in between you and, and your Savior. Only one. He took the nails yeah. for you and for me. Yeah. You see, salvation only comes through Jesus yeah. by us repenting and confessing yeah. and accepting Jesus Christ As our personal Lord and Savior. And so here we are, cults will have a form or a substitute Christ. And at the end, the Antichrist substitute, he will try to step in the place of Christ. The second thing here, this substitute Christ will, uh, a cult will substitute human teachings for the Bible. In a cult, the word of the leader is supreme. Uh huh. It takes the place of the Bible. And see, that was one of the reasons why they deemed the Seventh day Adventist a cult because people were deeming the writings of Ellen White above the Bible. And I love Ellen White. I love her writings. I love her teachings. Matter of fact, I got the writings on my phone. But because we have done her writing such a disservice, you don't hear about it too much anymore. People cringe. And the reality is, we break her out only when it's convenient. Anybody ever used Ellen White on somebody? You don't have to raise your hand. Has anybody ever used Ellen White on you? You don't have to raise your hand. But they deemed us a cult because we were deeming another person above the Bible. And even in her writing, she tell you that she is the lesser light. But oh, we didn't care about that. Right? Am I saying something off? And so anytime we substitute the word for another man, uh, uh, taking another man's word over the Bible, we're in danger. We're on very dangerous grounds. We're on very dangerous grounds. And one reason our youth are caught up in the cult today in this society and they turned away from God is because there's just so much out there. And when they come into the church house, they're not able to see anything but people. They don't see the spirit moving. They don't see the spirit working. They just see us. And so the Bible says in John 17, Sanctify them through thy truth, for your word is truth. The word of God, the word of knowledge, Bible college. Getting into the word of God, spending time in his word. This is how we grow, this is how we flourish, this is how we beat the devil. I said it a few days ago i said you know when we created going to the word of god or we try to read you sit down and you have every intent on studying and then all of a sudden that sleepy demon <laughs> anybody know about that sleepy demon boy you sit down there and you got your books and your paper and you start reading one paragraph to two paragraph I'm just going to take about 10 minutes. (laughs) 10 minutes turn into 10 weeks. We may walk about or talk about the second coming of Christ in the clouds. The Bible says that every eye will see him. Then people will go to their pastor and they'll say, oh, but the, the secret rapture. What about the secret rapture? Is it true? Well, I I always say it this way. You know, I'm trying to be very practical um, and very real. And I'm sure if you had all power, if you had all power in your hand, you won't sneak nowhere. So why would I sneak into a place I created to take some people I cre- why, why would I sneak to do that? I'm God. I'm the creator of everything. Why am I sneaking?
5: See, when you think of sneaking, you think of mischief.
6: Anybody ever snuck? What were you doing when you were sneaking? Something good or something bad? So, why would God sneak? He ain't did nothing bad. He ain't did nothing bad. Boy, did I really. <laughs> it felt
5: good. He ain't did nothing bad. Why would God need to sneak to take his people? Those are his. We belong to him. He's going to come, ride it on a cloud. He's going to bust through the clouds. Come, my people. Rise, my daughter, rise up, my son, my children, my babies. I know you've been waiting for he's coming back to get us. He can't wait to get us just like we can't wait to get to him. So he's
6: not going to sneak in here. Just taking us one, and 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 as long as we've been talking about, it, you know, maybe I, maybe I'm clueless about the the um, secret rapture. Maybe, and I don't want to misspoke, but but let me just do a check because maybe someone was secretly taken that I just don't know about. Anybody No? Do you? Somebody just? I don't want to make l- light of it, but that's how. Okay, um, that's, that's, how, that's how messed up it sounds. It's so, just like the quiz. The first question on the quiz was what? What was the title
5: of last night's message? And we sat in here trying to figure it out, and it was on the screen the whole time. It was on the screen. And this is how we complicate the simple. It's right before our eyes. Jesus is not going to secretly snatch us, the folk in the plane, folk driving, and they just going poof. Come on, man.
6: The devil will deceive and trick you to believe something that is not true. It started all the way back in the garden. The same lie he told then, he's telling now, and we haven't caught on. We're still doing it. Amen? Let me finish up here. Thousands have learned about the Bible Sabbath, and Jesus says in John 14:5, he says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Just keep them. If you love me. Do you love him? Oh, yeah. Then keep his commandments. Yeah. And we t- what are the commandments? Yeah. Just, just, and, and I, you know, and I said it before, and, you know, um, he, you know, he took the ten, he said, I'm going to give you ten commandments, just ten. Uh-huh. One for each finger. <laughs> okay. One for each toe to help you walk right. Yeah. Your fingers to help you work right. And we kept messing that up. So Jesus said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the ten and break it down and give you two. Did he do that? Did Jesus give us two? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind. And then the second one is likening to the first. Love your neighbor. What? Those are the ten commandments. Condensed. And we couldn't get that right. I'm just going to give you one. Just love the Lord. Just, if you love me, just keep, my com- just keep the commandments. Don't even worry about it. Just keep them. And we struggle. And we struggle. Second Thessalonians says it like this. Well, let me just back. I'm going to say, you know, if a friend is in danger in a place... Um, well, no, no, let me just let me just read it. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Hence, the love of the truth. You see, the why we struggle. We don't love the truth. We we make it a we we, we make it a a, a thing of. We, we, we make it a burden. We burden ourselves with, with, with God's truth. And he said, it's, just not, it's not hard. He says, come unto me, all ye who are heavy laden. He said, and I will give you rest. He said, don't, don't make this a mountain. Don't make this here thing into something that is, it shouldn't be. It's not hard. Okay, love. Okay, fellas, love your spouse or your wife as Jesus loved the church. It's why is it when we look at Jesus and what he has done and how he gave his life for the church why is it that we don't give our life for our spouse? Why is it such a hard thing for us to display that same love one towards another. Verse 11 adds it this way. I'm going to come back to that. It says, and for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. You see, we have to understand that in the end, there is only one truth. But we're not going to see that one truth because we're going to be so caught up in all of the many lies that are out there. And only God's word, we're going to believe either God's word or Satan's counterfeit. That's it. Because the devil is going to come working miracles to establish their claim, he's going to come showing you some things. He's going to come showing you some things. Some believe in miracles of different religious leaders. It must be God working through him. They believe believe, uh, uh, so many different things, but Jesus made it very clear that this was not true. Matthew 24, 24 puts it like this. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders to deceive. Jesus said, "Watch out, that no one deceive you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many." False Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that was possible. The false Christ will come. They will come and deceive. As I wrap it up, if it were possible. Satan uses signs and wonders to um, deceive God's people. Revelation says that the devil is working miracles. Revelation uh, 16, 14. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles. Suppose... They're being dazzling, this brightness appeared this great in the great cities of the world. Tens and thousands went to the tent, healed. They're healed of cancer. They're healed of all these heart disease. They're healed of diabetes. being said that it's not necessary now to obey God's law because we have a healer. We have a healer. Isaiah 820 says to the law and to the testimony, save you from being deceived. That's the Bible. To the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. How much light? No light. light. The Bible says no power is in them, none, no, nada. They may be power, there may be some power there, but in, but it's, it's not from God. It's not coming from God. So, why is it that we get caught up in that? These cults, lastly, uh, the next to last, these, these cults, they urge conformity. They want you to conform by your mind. That's why Jesus said you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the cults, they come to attack your mind. They get you to believe into something that is not true. Amen? Amen. So every one of us will give an account of himself to God. Romans 14, 12. Every last one of us will give an account. The word of God is very clear. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're not going to get caught up in all the hoorah and the stuff that's going on. There was a story I've told of a young man driving his truck. And as he was following these trucks, you probably heard the story before where it was a, a very dark night and the visibility was very dim. And as they were following each other, the first truck missed a turn and went over the cliff. And because they were following each other so tight, the second And the third and the fourth went straight over the cliff. Drove off simply because they were following one another. We need to have courage to stand for God's truth. Only his word can shape our thinking. Only his word the power of words is very powerful. The Bible says that we should no longer be children. But we should be, according to Ephesians, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carry about with every wind of doctrine. By the trickery of men and the cunning of craftiness of deceitful plotting we have to understand and know that god has set some things up for us here is the patience of the saints these are the believers at the end time here are those who keep the testament of god and the faith of jesus christ these end time believers love jesus they came to the cross for they asked him for forgiveness uh, they received the grace and mercy of the Father, and because they love him, they obeyed him. For this is the love of God, that if we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome, we can do that. So this is how we can identify a cult. These five. Attempt to establish heaven, Right here on earth. I said it before. No one dies and go to hell. Everyone dies and goes straight to heaven. Mama's looking down on us right now. But the reality is. We're living in the last days. The last days are up on us. Would you like to say. What would you like to say to our Lord if he was to appear right now. Would you be ready? Will your arms be open? Will you be ready to receive him with open arms? We're in a battle, family of God. We're in a real battle. A battle that is taking lives. A battle that if we're not careful, we'll wake up on the wrong side. Let me end right here. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. God knows exactly what he is doing. He knows what we need, how much we need. He knows when we need it. He knows everything about us. It's time for us to get back to, to reading the word of God. Studying the word of God and trusting in the word of God. Study to show yourselves approved. Father, again, we thank you so much for what has transpired here. We believe in trusting your word. We ask you to lead us and guide us into all truth. For without you, Father, we are hopelessly lost. But with you, Father, we are more than conquerors. And so we anxiously await that day when you crack the sky and come to take us home. Help us to recognize the counterfeit that we may not be deceived. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's put our hands together. Let's worship him in this place. I do want to just make make uh, an appeal. I just want to give everyone an opportunity. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or if you're looking for a church home. If you're looking for a place to worship and you found this to be that place, we want to encourage you to come and talk with us so that we can see how we can better serve you. Also, we want to remind you that there is a light meal being served downstairs so you don't necessarily have to go home. Matter of fact, we want you to stay here because we don't want to take all that food back home with us. Amen? Not that I won't eat it. I just don't want to eat it at all. I'd love to share it with you. So please stick around and and fellowship with us, um, and, um, and at this time, we'll just close out with another word of prayer and even ask our blessing over the food at this time so we can just go downstairs and get right into it. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for the Sabbath. We thank you for the meal that has been prepared. We pray that it would go to the nourishment of our bodies, oh God. Thank you and bless the hands that prepared it and those who are to partake of it. And we pray that you would be with those who are less fortunate at this time of day, too, may even receive a greater blessing. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you and consider yourselves dismissed.